listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 637, recorded February 1st, 2018. Tonight brought to you by MotoringStripes.com, MiniDoMore.com. Oh, that's a good one because we're going to talk about that. Uh, and uh, CravenSpeed.com and OutMotoring.com. Mini Performance, Speed, and Style. That's uh, OutMotoring.com. To take Burnside. That's what they call me down store. One and two. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous. That's right. World famous, bitches. Don't you forget it. White Roof Radio. Uh, we're here talking about, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff for you tonight. Like we like to do. Joining us, as always, my good pal, uh, Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. I am here. Hello. Uh, the good reverend is here as well. Our chief mechanic, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Hello, I had to make sure that my mic was unmuted so I could actually talk. Very nice. And uh, joined as a special treat as well, Brian Dallas from Ride Bikes Radio. Brian, say hi. Ding dong. I'm here. I know that was a weird intro, right? Yeah. I thought that was going to be I had to do something. break into the Wizard of Oz there. Actually, <laughs> I thought that was a Skype noise. <laughs> yeah, it was a Skype noise. It was my Windows me login noise. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> everybody don't talk. Brian. Everybody thanks for don't coming tonight. Everybody stop talking. Just let Brian try to dig himself out of this and feel awkward for a minute. Already turning bright red. Perfect. <laughs> All right, fair <clears throat> enough. A. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyway, I hope everybody's having a great uh, beginning of your year. I hope everybody's got uh, their plans down. I know a lot of you guys are really excited for Mini Takes the States. The Facebook group in there is blowing up. I know a lot of you guys are excited for Mini uh, Minis, what's it, uh, uh, Southwest Mini Fest happening right before Mini Takes the States. Um, it's going to be a pretty exciting event year. We're going to talk. We might talk more about that today. Who knows? Uh, we are going to talk some. I think we're going to do a big ass chat show this time around. If I had to guess, um, we yeah. might. We're going to talk about the price of gas. And we're probably going to pick on Gabe because he's not here. So all good things. Um, and if you're interested in Chad's actually recent uh, vacation to Las Vegas, you should go check out the Patreon Black Roof Radio Club. Just saying. We'll talk more about that later as well. Um, we could skip the weather because, you know, it's Phoenix Open time. And for those of you who follow the Phoenix Open or follow golf, Phoenix Open, I'd fi- I figured this out today. The Phoenix Open is the Pro Bowl of the PGA Tour. It's the halftime break or the the, the, the all star break. Uh, you go to Phoenix Open and everybody cheers every time somebody swings a club, or they fire off an air horn, and it gives them an excuse to drink really bad beer during the day when they're supposed to be at work. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't really skip the weather because right now it feels like a negative three here in Michigan. Mm. I mean, it's uh, pretty like bone chilling. I was pretty. I'm wrapped in a blanket right now because I was really cold coming home tonight. So. I, I can't wait for a little warmer weather, not going to lie. We should just come to Arizona, Chad, because it was uh, 82 degrees here today. It's been, yeah. record, it's been record warm in the southwest for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's, yeah. Been, it's been pretty delightful, nice cool nights, uh, you know, nice warm days. That's uh, it's Arizona. That's that jet stream moved uh, east. Yeah, it does that sometimes. Not that I, I know. say it's been unseasonably wet up here in Seattle. No, it hasn't. It's always unseasonably <laughs> Better wet than in snow. Seattle. Wow. <laughs> and that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> nope. That was straight up truth right there. Damp. <laughs> yeah. If that's a weather condition, it's damp. It's but you're still riding your bike damp there, right? in my pants. <laughs> inside, yeah. Inside, Chad. Yeah, inside. <laughs> inside. You got the spin class going on. Yep. 
Because I got the spin class going on. Brian, <laughs> Brian you, now you're going to have to. I'm t- we're talking about that on the next episode of Ride Bikes Radio. You're going to have to go to a spin class now. You're no. Gonna, yes. With the I total have some spin. Girl yelling at me? Yes. No, total spin that. bitch Nazi, dude. Come on. I got that at home. My wife yells at me all the time. I want it on video. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on, I'll be awesome. Now, honey, I'm taking the Subaru. <laughs> Although that's like, so speaking of wives, I got to tell you this too. So I get on the, the shuttle bus. I get back at the airport um, this week. And uh, and we get on. We're riding to the to the parking lot where our car's parked. And this guy goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to see if my wife's on the bus. And he sticks his head in. And it's full. It's full of people. And he's looking around. He's going, no, I think I lost her. And so the, the old guy next to me, this just old like a uh, uh, cowboy looking dude with a big mustache. He's like, that guy seems to have lost his wife. And I said, hey, maybe it's his lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> Jackpot. The wow. entire bus, with the exception of my lady friend next to me, laughed uproariously. Yeah. And then I, I can't got imagine the, she would be I laughing. The, at that I got the rib poked. <laughs> I got the rib poked. <laughs> you probably got side eye with that one too, brother. But then, but then she laughed. She goes, okay, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, yeah. nice. Okay. I think my wife would have given the old thumbs up on that one too. She would have thought that was good times. Nice. As long as I didn't say it about her. Okay, yeah. let's. You know what? Of, if you can't laugh about it, enough of these shenanigans. Let's actually talk about car hey, stuff. Hey. What do you guys say? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, before we do, let's remind you about the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at OutMotoring.com and MiniDoMore.com. Remember MNIDoMore.com? They're the that's Aaron's side hustle thing, kind of not really, but kind of where he makes really kick-ass trailering components for your mini. So if you need to be able to like tow a teardrop trailer or <laughs> carry a bicycle with a convertible, or you know pull a canoe. Whatever you you get your little Home Depot trailer you want to pull behind your mini you need a way to tow it don't go to anybody else just go to Aaron Aaron's got all the parts got the kit for you you find somebody to get it installed and you are towing like a boss m n i do more.com don't forget about that and that of course is our friends over at outmotoring outmotoring.com make sure you signed up for the email newsletter so you get five percent off when you place your order don't forget a very very large um, extensive list of parts at outmotoring.com to replace your dealer's parts desk if you want to help support the show you help the you help support the sponsors so you go to aaron and you say aaron i need that front piece on my car that's about ready to fall off he'll send one to you he'll be gonna charge for it but he'll send it over he's got it got it in stock probably you need new clips all those little fiddly clips that always break and are annoying yeah aaron sells those by the bag just go over to outmotoring.com get that stuff taken care of and of course don't forget it is event season you need the shirts the hats the shoes the watches all the things outmotoring is your place to go for all the mini related personal gear go over there do it now outmotoring.com and mini do more.com it's uh you know, minis, performance, speed, and trailers. Out mini do com more dot net something. Dot more. Yes. Dot more. Links are uh, white roof radio. I'm confused now. You guys know what I'm talking about. How about some news music? I thought of something and then I lost. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about before we actually started anything else. And I'm just curious. This is just amongst you fellows, and this is completely out of left field. Have you guys been watching the current season of the Grand Tour? Season. I have. Yes. I just I just yes. started it, and I got to say, it's terribly uh, uh, much better than the first one. I would have I to agree. agree. Yes. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the season two of the Grand Tour is season twenty-one of Top Gear, or season yeah, twenty-two. Yeah. I think they've finally gotten back to some good production value. They even made fun of themselves in the yes, first season. I agree. 
I agree. I think the first season was was them just being them for just to piss people off, I think. Well, they also like to just kind of go around. Now they're like stationary. It kind of gives them yeah. a little more budget and you yeah. know, a little bit better, you know, kind of feel. Well, and the and the and the car that they're driving to that the uh, the star the car the star drives yeah, is the, a, the an F type bag, which I love. I know. Oh yeah, it's great. That's really great. I, I'm I, not a huge fan of the dirt portion of the track myself no, that, personally, but the curveball. Yeah, they should have done they should have done it in a in a mini country. Uh, excuse me, in a countryman. However, the Top Gear guys hated the countryman last year. I know. I picked up on that too. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. They hated the countryman. They really yeah. did. But I, mean, it's a, I think they're doing a great job. If you guys are wondering what we're on about uh, the Top Gear, the Top Gear boys, the old Top Gear guys are making a show called The Grand Tour. It's on Amazon. If you've got Prime, you can watch it for free. Check it out. Season two. Skip season one. Really, there's no redeeming value for season one. There was nothing no, good. Uh, Unless you okay. the, the most cringeworthy moment of that was to watch Macaulay Culkin um, drive a car in first gear around the track the yeah that was rough. That? Oh, yeah. God. i didn't like season one because it seemed like no, every no, no. episode the, in season one they killed an animal wait a minute was the macaulay culkin that was that no top gear that was no that, that was top, that was top yeah. gear dude top not gear. the grand tour i'm way okay. behind on, on top gear speaking of now i'm like oh yeah, that was american top gear new american top gear which is like the new the new like oh, what the fourth i time forgot now? i forgot there's a new 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 america top gear yeah there's like a fourth the fourth opportunity for them to do this now. That's what the that was what was the most painful moment of car TV in the last year. Yeah, okay. Um, the one of the not painful moments was the Jag episode of the Grand Tour this season. O yes. M G. Funny, funny, funny. Very good stuff. Anyway, I'm just saying, if you guys aren't watching it, you should. Because if you're not watching it, because you went, oh, this sucks. Because you watched last season, jump on board season two. Trust me, it's a lot better. It's actually really not really fun. Okay, that's all. That's all that. Where do we want to start? What can we start with? What should we talk about? You want to talk about batteries? Do we want to talk about price Let's of gas? Winter, it, it's winter time. I think we should talk about batteries because a lot of people are finding that the the cold weather. What happens is that enough cold yeah. starts, you realize, oh, my battery really is going because you start your car and it goes. Yes, that is the exact problem that I'm having in my car currently. Plus. Um, other things like um, it's not always remembering what radio station was on last time I turned the car off. Well, that's because the battery is actually uh, depleting itself. Yes, it's not exactly. Sa- it's not, yeah, it's not saving the it's not saving the the factory set. There's not enough juice in there to right. save the factory setting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and, what, and I can't what, like always this, open the anyway. Go ahead, Todd. Which is what brings us to the big point, DB, of this discussion that we started a couple of weeks ago about right. this, is that you just were like, oh, I just want to change my battery. Right. And I, I said, wait go, a minute. I just want to go to AutoZone. I want to drop down 170 bucks, get a battery, put it in, and drive away. Right? But here's the problem. You got, a 20, you got a 2013 Cooper S. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and people should remember, too, that batteries are only designed to last three to five years. Totally. Right. Right. Ever. Right, right. Yeah, no yeah. matter what car. Just and if you're in an extreme condition, like um, let's say you live in North Dakota and it's cold most of the year, or yep. you have really, really harsh winters. I'm talking like 30 below zero. So that's one extreme. Or you live big, you big swings in temperatures, too. Yeah, and it's 119 degrees. Or even here in the Midwest, you know, Detroit, Chicago, Kansas City, those kind of areas, yes. that you get 110 degrees in the summertime right. and minus 20 degrees in the wintertime. Right, you get big those temperature are, swings. It just chews up the battery. Yeah, they're all really hard on batteries. Right. Yep. So, so, so my anyway, question is, is I need a battery for my car. Add a, a 
car like the Cooper S that's very dependent on the battery Correct. that is doing a lot of things after you shut the car off. Right. You know, yep. whether it's five minutes after or an hour to two, five hours, whatever. Right. It's doing a lot of things you don't even realize. Right. Well, unlocking your doors. Yeah, unlocking <laughs> your doors or <clears throat> running the fans or something, something. I'm coming from a, you know, 300,000 mile uh, 2003 Mini Cooper, which was essentially this is a bulletproof car and just you wanted a battery you just dropped a battery like a marine style like battery whatever just put it in start right up off you go done and done three four years later Whoa. but and even in the r56 cooper i think it was the same way just a battery you know just a 2008 no big deal but i never put a battery in that car I never had to well they're they're all the same overall as far as the gen 2 goes but you know don what's your average drive to work um and my average drive is uh, in miles is 20 miles in time is an hour Okay, so you have an hour. Okay, my car so, is running normally uh, on average two hours per day. Okay, well, that and that's good because right. every single time you start your car, it takes twenty minutes of the engine running to charge that battery back up right. to and what I, it started at. And I have experienced that. Um, a previous housemate of mine used to have, go through batteries like um, like underwear uh, because the daily commute was like ten minutes. Right, right, and so and if the, the, you had a newer car that required extra, extra battery type powers, sure. like the Mini, sure, you would go through them a lot faster. Sure. So, so my question was, and this is the rumor that I keep hearing, and this has been kind of an ongoing battle, is with my car, 2013 uh, R59. Do I need to, uh, when it comes to a battery replacement, can I replace the battery and be done with it? Or does the dealer have to fiddle fart around with the computer and do a reset on the electrical system? And this is where I'm still baffled. Yeah. And and it's where Chad and I, and Chad, you've experienced this too, you know, because yep. you do batteries for people, right? right. All the time. And I talked and, to my uh, factory train my my factory trained technician friend who said, No, just flat out no, that's not needed. But then I talked to the dealer, and you guys have talked to me. And as it turns out, there's different kinds of batteries. So depending on the battery that's in my car, it depends on what needs to get done. Right. right. Well, they probably they really all kind of have the same battery, but they have what is called this IBS system. And it actually is supposed to measure what the battery is doing to be more intelligent to what the battery is actually uh, doing or the charge or, you know, how much they need to do it because all of these cars have a variable output alternator. Okay. So that alternator can increase its output or decrease its output based on the battery's condition, the battery's life, all of these things to help create this battery's length of life to be better. Okay. The one thing that is very unclear about everybody, you know, you know, myself, uh, your tech friends, the dealers, all of these things, even if it has this IBS and it sees the the battery's condition, even if you put a new battery into this cart, does it need to be reset or does it not need to be reset because it sees this type of condition? Now, the IBS has only been in cars since really about 2011-ish current so all of your seven eight nine ten cars they need to be reset because the computer doesn't know that it has a new battery it needs to get done okay that's just a very simple computer thing you know very easy to reset especially in the aftermarket you know the detroit tune we only charge 15 dollars to redo this it's very simple it's easy no big deal 200 bucks in and out you're done with a battery with coating 
everything. Nice. Now, in the 2011 to current batteries, that option is still available in the system. I can still do this to your <clears throat> car. Okay. Does it need to be done? Does it not need to be done? Right. If you're paying 15 bucks, I'd do it just because it's safe. It's very easy. No big deal. Sure. Just do it. If you're paying the dealer $125, yeah, maybe you would take the chance because that's a lot of money. Right. But there is a lot of interesting things within the battery, and I can really expand a ton on this, but I'm just going to touch on it real quick. I could put whatever battery I want into your car, and I can tell the car exactly what battery it has, whether it's an AGM or a non-AGM or what kind of cranking power or okay. whatever. And that car is smart enough to know exactly what's batter- what battery is in there. So if I were to put a Optima red top or a yellow top or a blue top sure. into that car, I can tell it exactly what battery it has, and it will be smart enough to know what the alternator needs to do to tell that battery what to do. Okay. Okay. So okay, that makes sense. If you if you go into some other, you know, you you're really geeked out on batteries and and all of these things with your car, and you want to tell the car exactly what's in there, somebody like my Wayland or Helix or whoever, even your dealer, can tell the car that it has a battery based on these parameters and and it's very easy to code in no big deal again i would only charge 15 bucks to do this because i can hit the button and walk away and i don't have to do anything the dealer unfortunately can be 125 dollars and but most aftermarket euro shops should be able to have the the capability of doing this got it it's within your snap-on yeah, it's in, it's, it's in Snap-on tools, all of that type of stuff. Nice. It's a Euro tuner. They're going to have the mini stuff capabilities within that Snap-on tool. Got it. For the most part, or a, a Mac or some you know some other type of tool, and they should be able to do this. And again, it shouldn't be very expensive because it's literally hook up to the car, boom, boom, boom. Nice. Okay, done. Here you go. Well, well, so. I, I didn't really want to go to the dealer, but I still need to have my nav looked at. So I'm thinking I might just kill two birds with one stone. And yep. if I can get out the door for 300 bucks, all said and done to get my nav working in a new battery, then I'd probably go, well, there's some value there because I can't do the nav myself and nobody else can. What's it's a dealer fix. So I'm wondering. The nav? It, it needs to be re-registered. It was never set up when it first. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that could, that's definitely a dealer type thing. So never initialized. So, Chad, what about, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend taking one of these batteries. One, because the R56 battery sits like under the cowl there, you have to take some parts off to get to it. I mean, it, yeah. it's not hard, but do you no. want some 18-year-old who's working at the auto zone to do that and break your parts? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's it's interesting because as I become bigger and bigger and bigger, I become more of a lawyer in, in all of this, you know, where I used to be tell everyone, it's like, yeah, you can, you can switch a battery now. I was like, well, you shouldn't do that unless you're a trained auto mechanic and blah, 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 blah. The thing I've learned with, uh, you know, Michigan state law, obviously, is, you know, any auto parts store, they can sell you whatever. But as soon as they start diagnosing your car or installing things that they shouldn't be installing, it's now illegal because you need to have a trained technician. And there are a lot of things within Michigan law that, you know, tells me that, hey, I can replace a radiator. I can do an oil change. I can put a battery in your car. I can do all of these things legally. And not be a trained mechanic. The problem now exists is cars have come so far past 
you know, what those laws were, that those laws are going to be quickly outdated because you can screw something up majorly. You can totally screw something up if yeah. you don't do something right. And again, we've seen this happen in the, in you know cars that have come in the shop. I've put three batteries in this car. What's going on? It's like, well, right. A, you've got a really big radio in this car. B, oh, yeah, you've got exactly. a 2008. Have you ever registered this to the to the car? Well, no. Why would I do that? What What does that even mean? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know the dealer didn't educate the customer. The customer didn't read the owner's manual, and they have no idea what you know what it actually you know requires to do this. So, this you know right now in the next ten years is going to be a huge transformation in people in what they learn and how word of mouth and you know shows like White Roof Radio that are like telling people. You can't do this anymore. This isn't a 350 Chevy. You can't just put a battery in this car because, and this is going to happen on, across all models. This isn't just a mini thing anymore. This right. is going to become standard, and it's going to make AutoZone and O'Reilly's and you know whatever you know auto parts store you have. It will make it illegal for those people to put batteries in your car. They can sell you a battery all day long because you, they're just selling you a part. But now it's going to be they can't, you know, scan the car to tell you what's wrong with the car because you can go to any AutoZone now and get a free scan, and right. I think O'Reilly's now too. Yeah, any of the parts houses do that. As soon as you're in Michigan law, as soon as you're diagnosing a car, it's now illegal because you have to be a certified mechanic. So hmm. that's going to be, and I'm sure a lot of other states are pretty much along the same. And it's going to become to the point of. Auto parts stores are almost going to become obsolete at some point because of how laws are written. But it's going to take a long time for things to catch up. But people have to realize that this battery technology and how cars are, you know, it's just the same way with fuel economy or any of the other little things that come along with these cars. You're not going to be able to work on this stuff anymore. Even the most simplest of things of putting a battery in a car, you just can't do it anymore. So. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where we, we get to here is that it depends on the year of your car, your year of your Mini Cooper, right. whether you need to do this or not. And it's kind of at your own risk. And DB, I think it's like what I said is you sure you could put a battery in your car and just pop it in there and go about your business and it would run fine. Right. You, you know, you're not going to know any difference. But I think it's going to be the difference of is the, the long term. Yeah. yeah is the it battery gonna, lasting is it last a year. for a year and a yeah. half. To two years, or is it going to last for three to four years like it's supposed to? Or five. Yeah, I mean, right. Batteries are designed to last, quote unquote, three to five years. That's right. the spec on them. Right. And you don't replace it every six months to a year because who wants to spend two hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred bucks on a battery? Right. Dollars on a battery every six months. But That's it can retarded. it can also transfer into a lot of other things because all of a sudden you got to put an alternator in your car and right. yeah, cheap. One hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks. Right. And that's a pain. In, and, and that's a pain. Six hundred dollars, right? And yeah, you got multiple hours of labor to put it in, and right. you, yeah, that alternator doesn't need to be coded in, but you still have to code the battery to tell the you know to make yeah. sure that the car is not working. So, it could be a two thousand dollar fix if you don't code the battery in. Right. Personally, I'm not willing to take that you know that chance. Yeah, well, I, got I, with, I got you. And, hey, can, can I jump in here? For a second? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Go. So here's a little Gen 3 experience since uh, we haven't really talked about Gen 3 cars. So we had a, uh, before I left, we, before I left Mini, um, 
we had a couple clubmans come in that it had just gotten back from being at the auto, uh, being repaired, you know, from, uh, accidents okay. where the, where the shops had disconnected the battery and then the cars came back to us because half of the internal systems weren't functioning correctly. Like navigation stopped working, um, voice command stopped working. And it's because the car goes into a theft mode where it, it has to be programmed by us is to Chad's point to tell it that it's okay and it's safe and that this battery is still the battery that oh, was right, right, right. I know part of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, we've, we've run across that quite frequently with some, you know, uh, body repair places that don't really know what they're doing when it comes to getting the car back up to snuff for their customer. And, uh, yep. and that's to the gen three cars. It's basically putting it into a, you know, modified limp mode or what we call what many calls a theft mode. Interesting, because we've had a lot of people come into the dealer um, fairly recently, and I'm saying within the last six months or so, who have random things like that, that like all of a sudden their voice command stops working, and all yep. of a sudden they can't connect their phone via Bluetooth anymore, and, yep. and kind of crazy stuff like that. So that could be what they're experiencing, huh? Exactly. You know, That's exactly what, what they're probably experiencing. When we bring, well, it, when I bring in, and, and I'm trying to get all of my guys on board with this, and, and most of them are doing it really great. Whenever we bring any Gen 2 car in, battery charger instantly. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's in there for any length of time. Put the battery charger on it. Put it into a a, a longer, um, uh, you know, quick cycle. So it brings the battery right up and then put it into a, a trickle cycle. So it really tops up that battery to make sure it's good. And then we always test every single battery for every single car that comes through there pre and post. So we have some numbers of what's actually going on. Again, this is just a service that we're doing with all of the other things going on with the car, but we know that those cars are very battery dependent. I mean, you can have an R53 and you can have a battery in that thing for 10 years. I've had eight years at my first GP. Yeah. I had the battery in for eight years, and it's not a big deal. But you know, we had a car in uh, a '56, and somehow it had a 360 cold cranking amp battery in Michigan. And my this guy God. was always charging this car, and it's like somehow a California battery got put in at the dealer, and it was like that battery is just not enough. And, you know, you need to have that 860 cold cranking amps here in Michigan. And right. again, he had this battery in for two years. And he's like, you know what? I'm done with it. Just take this battery out. Put, give me a good battery, you know, type of thing. But we always are. We've got two snap on chargers now at our thing. And we're always putting these things on cars and making sure that they're charged up. And as we get more Gen 3s, we're going to do the exact same things. But we do see exactly what you're talking about. Like this car's doing something weird. The windows aren't yeah. working, and this isn't yeah, working, and it's yeah, just was, some weird just electrical really, gremlins. Really weird things, like uh, the doors don't open, um, yeah. or the trunk won't open, or the alarm yeah, we, goes off. The alarm actually went off while I was driving one day yeah. uh, this last week. Really weird things, and I go, okay, I need a new battery. Yeah, we change the battery. All of that goes away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Done and done. Yep. So that's uh, and, and, a appointment's getting made and, next week to get that taken care of. If you scan the car with a good scan tool, you will see all of these undervoltage codes on all of these different systems because they just don't see what they want to see. Right. And yeah. it will tell you that. Now, the consumer will never see that. It'll never give you a check engine light. It won't do anything. It'll just act really weird. And that's where the extra shops come into play where you see 
you know, these type of things. And you can say, hey, this is getting a whole bunch of under voltage codes. You know what? I bet you you need a battery. We're going to put this in. Yeah, you've only had this battery for four or five years, you know, three, four years, whatever. It, you Trust us. You need this. And we do it. You send them on their way and they don't have a, a single problem afterwards. And it's really comes down to, you know, how sensitive these cars are to having fresh batteries and good charge batteries and stuff like that. So, right. you know. Right. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to get it, get, get them into the dealer, uh, go and have them put a new battery in it. Um, and then have them try to figure out what's going on with the nap as well, which I don't think you have to pay for, but we'll find out. I'll yeah, obviously, you know, you're driving your car all the time because you have nice weather and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, even if you're storing your car, this is something that's important, too, is plug that battery into yeah. a charger Put and keep it charged up. Because if you, you know, don't drive your convertible all winter long in Minnesota, you know, that battery's dead come spring. So, Right, right. Okay, very good. Battery talk the, done. Chad, thank the you. battery's dead now. Battery is dead. <laughs> nice. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit Tune, You guys know if Chad, if you're within a, a four, five, six, twelve, three day drive of Detroit Tune, he's your shop anyway. Um, and if you're not shopping at Craven Speed or out motoring, you're going uh, Detroit Tune, right? Right. DetroitTune.com. Don't you forget it. Moving on. Oh. Moving on. So this is another one. That, this one came up in the Slack, and I wanted to actually talk about this, see what you guys thought about this one. It's not gas prices because, honestly, I just don't care. Um, BMW fully acquires drive-sharing partner DriveNow. Mm-hmm. I, think mm-hmm. that's, I think it's too little too late. I, I don't know what they're thinking here. Why would they, why would they jump into the ride-share thing when clearly anybody who would, would take advantage of that kind of a, a program – um, it would is getting in an Uber or a Lyft. I don't. But they've think already that, done that, though. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> maybe that they're looking more towards the future, and it's kind of a bet on this is where like Uber and Lyft is where it's at right now. But the opportunity to grab your own car and, and do this, it's yeah. been very successful in the cities that it's in. Oh, okay, um, I didn't know. Yeah, it's just it's well, it's just like Zipcar, and they've had it in Seattle. It's uh, Reach now in Seattle, and it's. Uh, uh, they, you know, there are i threes, there are Clubmans, there are f fifty fives, like parked in various locations all over Seattle, downtown Seattle, and you can literally walk up to it, get it, and drive away. Yeah, you've got the app on your phone, and literally yep. that unlocks the car, and it's really convenient. So I think it's something we just haven't experienced. Because DB, I was with you when when I first you know heard about it, and then I realized how easy it is to work. It is easier than it is in Uber. If you're walking down the street and you all of a sudden like, oh, I need to grab a car. Um, you, you know, you just you open can, an app, you unlock the car. It tells the you car where it is. Yeah, it tells away. you where it is, and it unlocks the car, and you get in, you go, and then you leave yeah. it wherever you end up. You know, exactly. Yeah, okay, you, yeah, exactly. You pull so it. The, the drive now side of it, that's in Germany. Got it. So yeah, and Reach now is in the U.S. and it's only I don't even know a handful of cities. I don't, I don't even know which all the cities are, but um, like L.A., New York. Um, yeah, you, something like that. Yeah. No, but I think they're kind of looking towards the future of like this is one of the many aspects or that that we're going towards um, mobility. If right. you will. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people are using the the uh, Ubers and Lyfts and, and and things like that. But when you actually need a car, right. this is a it's a really big thing. And I gotta say, I I noticed recently I was in uh, downtown Kansas City, the the bicycle share. You know, dude, that uh, is blowing up. Especially here in, in Arizona, 
And oh, it's, yeah. it's the rackless bikes. We talked about this this week a little bit on Ride Bikes Radio. Um, yeah. but Because there's the the racked bikes, which you'll find like here in downtown Phoenix, they've got racks. Or in New York City, they've got racks. But the hot new hotness is the rackless bikes. And those are showing up like in Texas and they're in Kansas City and other places yeah. here in Arizona. Where there's, the cities are just going out and they're leaving like five or six bicycles on the sidewalk. Hmm. Right? Interesting. And then you just go up to uh, them and ride them. You know, to kind of cross over to all of our uh, shows in our network here, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed uh, the racked bikes in D.C. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And they just came to Detroit now, and I am ecstatic because I've always wanted to go downtown and just ride bike around and just do all of that stuff because I do things in that city already. And I would love to be like, you know what? Here's five bucks. I'm going to ride this bike all around today, and it's going to be great. And it's not going to be a bike I have to maintain. It's just going to be basic. It's got a couple of gears. It does everything I want. I don't have to worry about slipstreams or anything. But I can take it from here, and I can go to this bar, and I can leave it in this thing, and I can take it to the next place. And it's awesome. So I can see that transferring into cars eventually. If I need quick cars, but I still I still love my car, and I don't want people using my car, but I could see needing it in a society where you are in a really tight city and you've got to go all the way across town for a meeting, and then you don't need a car ever again because the subway doesn't go out there or the above-town train or whatever. So it's kind of cool. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's something to keep an eye on. I'm personally, I'm waiting for uh, our Google overlords to come in and just um, uh, let me clap twice, and it comes and fetch, and I've, you know, a car comes and fetches me and takes me where I wish to go. That's what I'm waiting for. You'd I, like, be surprised. It's not probably any far off. I don't think. Well, I mean, shoot, they're all over. They're running them like uh, at events and stuff here in uh, Phoenix already because, you know, we're the Wild West and we don't care about rules and laws and robots, clearly. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they're all over down here. I haven't had a chance to ride in one, but I look forward. To, I look forward to the day where when my drive to work is I just open the app and it's like, okay, I'm ready to ride to work. And I say, okay, car will be there in 10 minutes. Comes to my house. I get into it. Just me, maybe another person, and then I just tell the car where I'm going, and it just off I go, and it drops me off at work. I'm still old school in that I I, I don't plan that far ahead, okay? You know, like, I I know I have a schedule, and it's like, okay, I got to be so-and-so place at 115, right? And so I go to the point where I realize, oh, I got to get in my car by X amount of time. I don't think far enough in advance. I have to order a car so that I can get to... You know, there's time for them to get to me and then me to get to wherever. I'm just like, that's too much work for my brain. I just want to go get in my car and go, you know, and if I, if I need, if I'm running late, I just drive faster. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to think that farther ahead. It's right. like I have a really well, nice just, Valentine one radar detector. I and if I'm assume, late, I just speak. I just assume <laughs> I just assume that I'm going to have an hour commute each direction for as long as I have to work. Because I've had an hour commute each direction, if not more. Pretty Dude, much. if I spend more than 15 minutes at a time in my car, I want to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, you're doing something <laughs> wrong, Tom. <laughs> I love my car. Since, since, but yeah, since uh, I, I can't even remember. I mean, how, how do you think I got 300,000 miles on Roxy, for crying out loud? You know, driving an hour and a half each way to work. I do that now. It's, it's 20 minutes, 20 miles, which most people say, oh, 20 miles, that's a pretty okay commute. That takes me an hour. 
My car turns two years old next month, and I have 14,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. And this is the car I drove on Mini Takes the States 2016. I put 4,700 of those miles on in one week. Wow. <laughs> 2016. Yeah. So I put 10,000 miles on this car in two years driving around town. Wow. Okay? So that's how, that's how little I drive. Well, okay. And it's crazy that I'm doing this show about Mini Coopers. <laughs> I'm the one who yeah, drives. Really. I'm the one who drives the least, and probably should be using Uber and Lyft instead of paying forty three thousand dollars for a car. That's <laughs> you know, yes, biggest waste of money, right? It was interesting when we were in Vegas. Uh, we used Lyft quite often, and always we were in a line of Lyfts, is what they right. call it. Yep, you have to. Wait and you know, uh, I just learned this, so I'm you know, don't think I'm all technical savvy because my girlfriend's yelling at me. Is like, did you get the line? I was like, what is the line? I don't know what line. <laughs> but we always shared our Lyft with somebody else, and it was always cheaper. And that's going to be part of the whole thing because they were kind of going in the exact same direction. We could wait a couple extra minutes. I don't care. Whatever. You know, we're not under any deadline that, you know, the shows weren't starting yet. So, hey, we'll share it with it and it'll make us a couple bucks cheaper and it's cool. So I just don't, I don't ride well in other people when other people are driving. No, no, you don't. I am, I am here to qualify and certify the statement made by Mr. Todd Pearson in the last 30 seconds where he said he does not ride well. I can fully attest to that. Yeah, I don't ride well. And so that's my other problem with this. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of people who are the same way. It's yeah, like, I'm sure. They go somewhere, they want to drive. And they're like, oh, you can ride with us. And they're like, no, that's okay. We'll go ahead and drive. <laughs> yeah. I, think Todd, I think Todd would rather do zipline in Vegas before riding somebody else's car. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's entirely possible, yeah. yeah. And if, you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you guys need to subscribe to Patreon and listen to Black Group. <laughs> there you go. So, so see, there's your answer. I would rather use the the drive now, the ride share kind of drive share thing. Not so much, not so much Uber and Lyft, but I would rather walk up to a car and go, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to borrow this Clubman for, you know, an hour or two. Because you have to go to go Costco or something, right? Yeah. And then go park it when I'm done. You know? Right, right. Well, right. It, it was funny because after this weekend or the the vacation and and experiencing what that was, I actually looked this week. I was like, okay, what would it take me to lift downtown? What would this cost be? And I was like, wow, God, it's twenty bucks. I'm like, yeah, this, that's too far for me. I'll just take my car. You know, like it's not a big deal. You know, so yeah, the, so it's kind of so Chad. The the trick to Lyft and and uh, Uber and all these drive sharing services is you're using those when there's going to be adult beverages consumed. That way you don't have to worry about driving back. You know what the I don't irony know what you're is? Talking I have, about. It's fine. I'm not kidding. I have friends now who will drive out on an evening, right? And they'll drink and they're like, okay, I got to Uber home. So they leave their car wherever. So then they Uber home and then they have to Uber back to their car <laughs> the next day. Oh, I've I'm had that. I've had those nights. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I see people do this all the time and I'm like, this is genius for Uber and Lyft. They're yeah. making a mint off of these people. Yeah, dude, I've done yeah. that. But what I would do instead is I would ride my bike back to get my car the next day. Then you can do. That. There you go. Yeah. So that's how I. Perfect. That's how I used to cope with that. But and you, yeah. And you put your you put your janky ass bike rack on the back of it, right? <laughs> and I put that. I put my janky ass. Yeah, but this was back when I had Bruce, so it was easier to no. do. Um, yeah. yeah, I put that janky ass bike rack on the twenty dollar Amazon bike rack on the back of him, and say, off I go. You know, can buy those mini bikes that folds up. I'm, yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm going to have one of those pretty soon, but we're going to talk about that another time. Let's bring it back to Mini because you guys, you, you bike guys will probably appreciate this too, is the new Countryman is the outdoor Mini, if you will, right? right, right it's right, the right. adventure Mini. 
And what is the only way to put a bike on a countryman? On the roof? Literally on the, roof. On the top. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or, or you have How to take the wheel. What is that? You know, I've got this problem, and this is going to be a post at DB Mini this week, is I've got this problem is because within the Mini community, there's quite a few cyclists. I would, I would wager... Yeah. There That's are quite a, a few people that like right, to ride bikes. I know bikes. three or four myself personally, right? just here in Detroit. And and I figured that you know some kind of research or whatever would have shown that people who were buying Mini Coopers, besides being fans of iPhones and Chuck Converse tennis shoes, would also possibly be cyclists in some way, shape, or form. And they would come up with a way better than a freaking roof rack on a car that's six feet tall to carry a bike. Well, to the point is that, you know, BMW just released the X3 with that, you know, uh, specialized bike, electric bike that they, yeah, but you know, the that X, they partnered the with X3 them on. Way bigger, and then they, and you can actually a, a, stuff a bike in the a, back. Yeah, it's a rear end uh, tow hitch. So, I mean, there, it's there. We could do it, but. Yeah. 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 Cyclists, we think get, they're, get screwed. Do you think they're really thinking that far no. ahead, though? No. They should. They, they, they they, yes, I agree with that, hundred <clears throat> percent. Yeah, and well, and actually, you know, if you think about it, they kind of did because every mini since two thousand two has been roof rack ready. Everyone, my two thousand three, the 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 mounting right. spots were there. Uh, you said a cut, yes, I cut a hole in the uh, roof, and there right. was your mounting spots for the roof rack. You know, the two thousand twenty fourteen DB that changed in twenty fourteen because with the F series model cars. The only way you can put a roof rack on a Mini is if you buy the rails in advance. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh. And, you know, it's like, okay, they thought about stuff. They didn't necessarily think about biking. Right. But they thought about things. You know, like, oh, well, they might need to do this and it might need to do that. Or, you know, we'll, we'll create a system. Okay, this is great. That <laughs> system's there. They can do whatever they want with it. But, yeah, they didn't really think about what they needed to do with those systems and that and then again the, the you know and the new cars they've kind of gotten rid of that it's like okay they they almost had it but they got away with it you know well, got rid of like, it you know so the other problem with the new countryman too about putting a, a bike on top of the thing is it's taller than minis have been before correct it's, it's harder to get up there you're going to need like a ladder a step ladder to properly get your bike up there and secure it and then you're going to have to be fairly strong too on top of that well, yeah. the rails are already two to three inches taller, right? They're up above the roof. Then you got to put the crossbars on top of that, which raises it up another inch or two. Then you got to put your rack on that. So you're like six or eight. Yeah, inches you're above. way up there. I mean, even for me, I have to stand on. I would have to stand inside of the rear door, like yeah. in the sill, a in sill order to plate. reach up there to pull it down because it's just it's way too. And tall. then that's way, not way too tall. and that's not real secure for you either because there's not a lot of foot space there. No, and I'm sure your bikes are aluminum and half carbon fiber and super light. If you get just a nice beach beach cruiser for a, say, a 50 year old woman, you're not going to do it. Yeah, you got to get the crane out of that. You get the crane, and that was one of the things we had with a customer. It's like, okay, look, you need to think about all of these aspects, and and she tried it for a while. She's like, you know what? Nope, I just need to go back to the outmotoring, you know, hitch thing with the bike rack on the back and yep. be done with it. I was like, yeah, good. Yeah, that, that's, that's what exactly I need, what I thought. Would be. That's what I need to do too, and that's what I, I mean. And I mean, Aaron's already, you know, shot me an email said, "Dude, I'm going to hook you up. We'll get you some smoking pricing on this." I'm going great, but I mean, it's still it's not cheap, and I still have to have it installed because it's above my skill level to install the hitch. So I right. mean, I'm looking all together at dropping, 
more money on a hitch for my car than my bike cost. And well, yeah. you, as an IT guy, you can build a computer, right? Yeah, I can build a computer. No, I'm not complaining that it costs so much to you, do. No, you could put the bumper hitch on. You could do this. I 100% you know, know I, that I, you could do this. I have looked at the installation instructions, and it is outside of my comfort zone, outside of the tools that I have. <laughs> yeah, my I would not have a rear bumper cover All on my car for a month. All you need is a steak knife and a... Basic set. I, it's a, there's cutting involved. Steak knife and a steak. And a steak. Dude, a I steak would, knife and a basic I, I would not have so. a bump, rear bumper cover on my Mini, Chad, for a month and a half, and I would just be sour. <laughs> and there would just be steam coming out of my ears, and I'd just be... And then they'd be like, what's wrong or, with you? It's like, because I can't fix my car. you would start a new trend. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Wow. DB driving around without a bumper cover. This is it. White beard shirt. Right? convertible. <laughs> It's going, mother. <laughs> I got Mickey's big. I got Mickey big mouth in the cup holder. Yep. Come on, yep. covered exactly. in grease, dude. He's got the top down. He's shouting cuss words in That's a school uh, zone. <laughs> That's it, man. Just, just, just all of a sudden, I just I catch Tourette's. We can hook you up. Yep. I catch Tourette's. Anyway, it's a, it's a it's an expensive <laughs> thing to do it right to, to to put to carry stuff with a Mini Cooper, especially a bicycle, which is something that the majority of vehicles on the road can actually do quite well right out of the box. I, I mean, yeah. not in this class of cars, however. Like, a, you'd be hard pressed to find any good way to carry a bike with a Nissan Versa or a Honda Fit, for example. You'd have to do the janky bike ride like I do. Huge cars. Yeah, but you can't actually like, like at least with a with a hardtop mini, you can take the front wheel off of a bicycle off of one bicycle, and it'll fit inside the car if you take the wheel off. And that's just a standard, yeah. a standard, you know, road bike, whatever you want, BMX bike, doesn't matter. You can carry one bicycle inside the car if you have a hardtop. You just got to take the front wheel off, and usually it'll fit. I was able to do that with mine. The problem comes when you start getting fancy and, you know, have midlife crisis and have cars with drop tops. Then, well, you got to do a thing a little bit more. Anyway, and mine's not really a midlife crisis car. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. We're not going to judge. You, yeah, you judge. guys judge every freaking day. Don't lie to me. <laughs> not to your face. Yeah, yeah, I got I got eight cars. Every single one of those is a midlife crisis. <laughs> Especially the drag yeah. car Nova, Chad. right, Chad? Chad's on Especially the drag race car, right? Yeah, right. That, that was my first car. I just don't sell that because it's my first car, you know? Yeah, yeah okay. I good gotcha. times. I got gotcha. you. Good, good thing it's a really good thing Gabe's not here because that'd be a full midlife. <laughs> nah, race. if Gabe was here, he'd just be going on and on and on about that damn clubman and how well it drives <laughs> in the snow. He's already posted a stupid picture of it. In Slack, and it's the same picture that he put on Instagram. The exact same picture. Here's the thing, though, DB. You realize we, we say that, and and Gabe and his his wonderfully powerful JCW clubman. You realize they're Cheerios in the back cup holders. And he's got what sixteen kids now. Dude, the I mean, inside of that Cheerios in inside the of that car smells oh, like geez, the inside of that so the good. inside of that club <laughs> smells like Cheerios and chocolate milk, dude. <laughs> yep. And Here, let me mute. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good, so good, Todd, so good. And if you're a parent, oh. ever if you have ever been a parent anywhere in your life, an aunt, an uncle. Um, and you have had to tend to three-year-old children and younger, you will understand that joke. If you've never had that experience in your life, please to look forward to that day in your future because, well, 
that's a smell you just never forget. The smell of Cheerios. You just never yeah. really forget that. <laughs> never. That's that has to be our show title. And Cheerios with a couple. And we, and we have a show title. Yeah, I that's agree. It. I agree. Hundred <laughs> percent. On that note. Exactly. Thanks, Todd. On that note, Todd, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Really quick, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Craven Speed as well. Cravenspeed.com. Let me remind you about Craven Speed. Because Craven Speed as much as they make some really cool stuff for Mini Coopers, we know this. The short shifter and the 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 uh, the, 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 the flex pot adapter and the, the shocks and the pulleys and all the things, they make really cool stuff for other cars too. Did you guys know this? It's awesome. They make, yep. like, if you have a Miata, dude, they have a ton of stuff for Miatas. You have BMW, you have Volkswagen, you have Toyota pickup truck. And not just, like, stubby antennas, like, other stuff, like, really cool stuff. So if you have a car that's also not a Mini... And you're saying, oh, maybe I can put some Craven Speed goodness on my not a mini car. I want you to go check them out, CravenSpeed.com. Click on the Browse by Make link. See if your make see if your make is listed, and then go see what they've got. For example, um, I need something for my Lotus, just because. Um, what do we got here for my Lotus? Oh, you know, nothing good. It's just. Okay, that was a bad example. Um, but if I have a, my Toyota pickup truck, well, oh, where's my Toyota? I know Toyota's in here. DT actually is stocking the Miata uh, stubby antenna. So Nice. Oh, yeah. So you have got a Toyota pickup truck. I can get an antenna camera mount. I can get a dipstick for a Toyota. Craven Speed dipstick, which is an amazing piece, right? The, the platypus, platypus mount. The headrest tablet holder for my truck. Sweet. There's some really cool stuff for other cars, other makes. So you should go over and check it out. Of course, if you have a Mini, you want your Mini to be better, faster, stronger, lighter, go to Craven Speed. Craven Speed's got really cool stuff to hook you up. Uh, Intake for the F56, awesome. The dipstick for the R50, R53, R56, the cars that actually have a dipstick, that doesn't break and you can actually read. Super awesome. Uh, Of course, the the stubby antenna, which is just a really neat piece. The FlexPod adapter, which I'm going to be putting one on my car again really, really soon because I just realized that nothing else can really match it. Um, And the short shift kit and and, 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 and. Craven Speed's been a, oh, they're an OG sponsor here at White Roof Radio. Of course, motoringfile.com since forever ago. You guys just go check them out, please. Cravenspeed.com. If you place an order, cool part, leave a note there as a comment form, a comment section on the order forms. Make sure you say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, our friends Cravenspeed.com. Boom. What else? Oh. I think we're done. We're done otherwise. Housekeeping time for me? Yeah. Ride Bikes Radio. We talked about Ride Bikes Radio a bunch of times. If you guys are interested in bicycling stuff, Brian and I talk about riding bikes. Really, we talk about riding bikes like twice a month over at ridebikesradio.com. Check it out. It's also where all the other things are too. What, Chad? Way more, way more than the uh, White Roof Radio guys talk about riding bikes. Yes, right? way, way more, way more. Um, also, so go check that out. Also coming up, uh, Fireball Tim and I are bringing back the Hollywood Car Show. First episode should be up next week, if I'm not mistaken. So if you're a fan of the Hollywood Car Show, it's going to be a monthly program. Keep an eye out for that. Very cool stuff. That puts three shows under the White Roof. And then we're going to add a fourth, but I have to wait to give you any details on that, but it's going to be cool. You guys have to trust me on this one. So pretty soon, I would imagine, probably before the end of March, there'll be four shows under the white roof. It's pretty rad. I'm pretty happy about that. So keep an eye out for all of those things. Otherwise, um, I think, like I already said, we're done. And go buy some stuff at Motoring Stripes for Mini Takes Estates. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. we, we talked about this already, guys. We talked about this. But we don't be that guy, right? 
don't be that, don't be the guy on 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 Facebook going, hey, where do I get the the, the mini takes the state stickers? It's really cool. Where do I get that stuff? And don't be that guy. And don't be the guy that doesn't share the link to motoringstripes.com <laughs> when you see that guy post. Just have that like in, a, in whatever you know, clipboard cache that you've got. Just have that on deck. Always have that on deck and just go motoringstripes.com. Boom. Just, just link it. It's just easier. It's just easier. Trust me on this one. This, this is the closest thing you're going to get to many approved graphics to have before the event as you're going to get. Mini's not going to sell them. And these are kind of mini-approved, are they not, Todd? Kind of? Sort of? Sort of. Sort of? Yeah. Like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge? I'm not going to say endorsed. <laughs> no, no, no. They, but, they but didn't the, disapprove. But That's yeah, right. That's right. They, they, didn't, tell you, they didn't do a cease and desist. They said, no. they said cease and desist. They said, no, wait. No, do no, them like this, this instead. And you go, okay, cool. Right? Yep. That's right. That's Boom. Exactly. It's the next best thing to have a mini-USA gear on your car. Todd makes it for you. It's simple. Motorstripes.com. It's all right there on the front page. Just go and order it. Get it done and get it taken care of. Don't forget, too, this is new offering from Motoring Stripes, and that is the rally stickers for your car. And the rally stickers are cool. That's the little name with your, with your, with your flag. Dude, I've been wanting yeah, you to, even if you're not going to those. I've been wanting you to make those forever. Yep, no, and, if now I, you, and if I had a back window on my car, I'd order a set. Yeah, there's no good place on a roadster for these. <laughs> there's no good place on no. a roadster for that, which is okay. I'm okay with that. But I'm just saying, wish you would have had it sooner. Uh, so go over to motoringstripes.com. Check all that stuff out. Like I said, that's all of the official MTTS 2018 stuff is going to be found right over there. The official motoring stripes stuff. The official motoring stripes stuff. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Good grief. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, this is the stuff that wow. everybody, it's the stuff that everybody else is going to have. You don't want to be the guy that doesn't have it on your mini, do you? No, of course not. And besides that, 13 inch tall. Door magnet, $25. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's only 25 bucks. And the limited edition badges are going fast. Nice. I still can't believe you're selling that door magnet for $25. And that, see, that's that the door thing. magnet, it's, just... it's, it's Nürburgring tested, car wash tested. It's not going anywhere. It's going to stay on your car. You're going to end up with that shape of faded paint around the rest of your car because that magnet's not going anywhere until you take it off. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to get rich off of these things. I'm doing this as a service to the mini community. You know what I mean? It's I, like 25 bucks. I'm not making. I'm not making that much on these. Right. Exactly. You should just take advantage of it. Get them. Help a brother out. You know. Yeah. Help a brother out. You know. He he left commas in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't resist. That's not why. You know. You're not. You're not doing it to help Todd. He, he's not going broke by any means. But I mean, twenty-five dollars. Come on, that's practically cost. Go over there, motoringstripes.com. Get all of your MTTS stuff out of the way. Got it? Keep Todd. Keep Todd in top shelf gin. And not, yes. Keep, and, keep me away from the aisle with gin and bottles that bounce. There you go. That's <laughs> that's our goal. So Todd doesn't have to drink booze out of bouncy bottles. That's squeezy bottle gin. No squeezy bottle gin. No squeezy bottle gin. Very good. Uh, that's it. DetroitTune.com as well. We already talked about that. Don't forget, we got everything. So, yeah, we're going to be done. One more time. Going once, going twice. Anybody, anybody. Perfect. We are done. This is the part of the show, gang. You know what I like to do. I like to make that funny clicking sound, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at, right, at white by, <laughs> whiteroofradio.com. White Bikes Radio. Now I'm going to have to get that domain too. Jeez. Anyway, until next time, gang, this is DB. I'm done. 
Cheers. See ya. Good night, everybody. That was the Elmer fun of that was a combination of what the hell was going on there. Oh, that was great. Uh,